Hey there. Welcome to the Faith for Today broadcast. I'm Donnie Spano, and I'm so thankful that we have this time together. Thank you for taking hold of this podcast, of this broadcast, however you're getting hold of this, and allowing it to nourish your faith. There are uh, words that can just go by and do nothing for you, and there are words that are faith words. And faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of the Lord. That is also known as the word of the Christ or the anointed ones. The Holy Spirit will bring to you the words that the Father has said. And those words, His words, nourish faith. Faith is what's needed to please God. Faith is what is required to receive from God. And so it's so important that we talk of this faith. And today we're talking about what we have called perfect. And we're looking at the uh, principle of perfection. And for the Christian, this is so imperative. Uh, when we first started looking at this, the heart and the vision for this series is that uh, there are things that are needful to be done for the kingdom. But if we're waiting until we are perfect to enter into it, we will not enter in. And it's not as important that it be without flaw but that it do be useful and secure. And so let's go together. We have a couple verses we're looking at. Uh, one is in, um, you know, I think I need to back up. We're actually on a different series. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm so excited about getting perfected that I'm thinking of another series, guys. So in this, we are, uh, we're looking at what we're talking about, thanks living. <laughs> and aren't you thankful that God can help you time and time again? I certainly am. So the thanks living, uh, a thanksgiving lifestyle. Now, there are some ministry resources you can lay hold upon that will certainly feed you and nourish you in faith regarding this area. And it is uh, entitled, thank you, Lord, for your helping Um Thanksgiving Victory, and it's a series by Brother Keith Moore of Faith Life Churches, uh, Branson, Sarasota, and you can find it at More Life. That's More with Two O's. dot org, and you can go to their uh, word supply, and you can search out Thanksgiving Victory, and you can get it. Now uh, you can download all of those messages. You can also contact their ministry and they will, free of charge to you, put that in your hand so that you could have that uh, tangible messages as well. So, hallelujah. So let's go together to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And we're talking about how you and I can know God's perfect plan, which, you know, is why these things, these messages, they will coincide together. And it's amazing how they do interchangeably run. Well, love, he is complex of a creation. God himself, he's not a created one. I, I, I misspoke in that. He is complex in nature. He is multifaceted. And so the more we tap in and come to know of him, the more we'll realize how interconnected his things are, how there is honor connected throughout who he is in love and how he works by faith. So faith is interconnected in humility and in honor 
and in uh, principles of thanksgiving, we're going to see that thanksgiving is firmly founded in a faith lifestyle, which makes sense because Romans 15 says that there's all joy and peace in believing. Have you ever seen one actively giving thanks that has not had joy and peace? No, not really. And so you've not seen one that's been bitter and complaining that has had joy and peace. No, they don't coincide. So here in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, giving you opportunity to get there and I'm catching up with you. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Aren't you thankful His mercies are new every day? That He is helping us in every way? And here in 5.18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So if any is wondering, what is the will of God for me? What is it that I'm supposed to do? What would He have me do today? We can come right here and we can say, In everything, give thanks. This is His will. This is His plan for you and I. That in every circumstance, in every situation, we find and give Him thanks. Not thanks for problems, but thanks for the good that He has done, that He is doing, and as we will see, that he will do. And that's going to take you and I taking time in God's word. It will do us so good if we sacrifice a show for uh, a chapter, for a book. And instead of watching that 30-minute show, we read a couple of these letters that are written to the church. Read Ephesians. Read uh, Philippians. Take time. It is, you see, what unfortunately many have done as Christians, as believers, they've acted as if the ministry only belongs to a small few. But in actuality, you and I, every one of us, is called to reconcile the world to Jesus. You have ministry. You. You have work to do for God. And so God needs you and I to be the best that uh, can be. And we're going to find that when you and I live in this lifestyle of thanksgiving, we are some of the most joyful people to be around. Think about it personally. How many times have you gone to work and you thought about one that complained all the time? And you thought, oh yeah, I get to work with them today. Does it excite you? Not at all. But when there was someone that, you know, problems came up and they go, that's all right, we, we'll work it out. We'll fix it, you know, it, it'll work out. Don't worry about it. And they come to it with a different spirit, with a different tone. You're more wanting, you're more apt to be excited to want to work with that one and be around that one. You know, Jesus was one that children wanted to be around, people wanted to be around him. There were people that were drunks that want, they were cool hanging around Jesus. You didn't see him around the religious leaders. You didn't see him around the Pharisees. Why? Because they would judge him. Where Jesus was, there was life, there was liberty. And that's what we're called to. We're called to be people that when people get in proximity to us, there are things that are liable to fall off and break in their lives addictions completely absolved things that have been haunting them for for years things that they thought they just can't get out of but then they come around us 
and they find love himself on us and on our lives and they come to know a lifestyle that is like they have not known a faith way of life and it changed them completely this is part of our work and so here that part is that we find what to give thanks for and thanks to God for the good he's done now let's look at Colossians 2 7 we're going to tie this in again as to why we are considering this the faith life because it says it right here in these verses Colossians 2 and it speaks um, and it says in the sixth verse I'll just say it to you you don't have to go there as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk you in him so you can receive I can receive Jesus and not walk in him and the seventh verse says rooted and built up in him so if we're not walking with him we will not be rooted and built up. And this is where Christians can stay their whole lives here in this earth. They can stay uh, immature. They can stay babies. They can have knowledge of Jesus and actually have Jesus in their heart, but be failing in knowing who he is. It's no different than a natural newborn. Just because they're born into this earth doesn't, know, doesn't mean they know this earth. Right? That's why you'll see them. Their eyes are panning all around when they come to realize them. And they're just taking it all in. And they are, why? Because they don't know this world. They're born into this world, but they don't know this world. There are people born into God, have Jesus, but don't know God. And they're looking around, trying to take it all in. And it's time. God wants us to grow up. And to be more useful, right? How useful is that newborn? Panning around, taking, not useful at all. Don't give them a task to do. They're not ready. No, God needs us grown up. And so, rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, that's strong. That's found, that has foundation to it. As you have been taught. Is it important that you and I be taught? Yes, it is. You know, many people don't take time for sessions like this, but it is imperative for growth. One of the things that Jesus did most, you know what it was? Teaching the Word. And in places where people would not believe, He would go into those places and He would teach. Where He encountered unbelief, doubt, and fear, He would teach the Word of God. That's what we're doing right here. And if you and I fail to receive the teaching, we will fail to grow up. Now, teaching is line upon line a lot of times. It takes endurance. It takes work to sit before it and to get it before us and into us. It's not something that just happened chance comes. We must give ourselves to it. And so it says, as we have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving when you and i are rooted and built up in jesus and are walking in him it will be noted by us abounding with thanksgiving having a lifestyle that is abundant in giving thanks to god now let's look at first corinthians 15 verse 57 thank you lord the title for the message today is the winner's way 
the winner's way. This is the thanks living way is the victorious way. And we're going to see that right here in these scriptures. 57 verse says, But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice it does not say, Thanks be to God who gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, it takes note of that, but it doesn't say that. What does it say? Look at your look at your verse there, which gives us the victory. This word "gives" is an active form. To give means it is continuous; it is constant. He gave it, but he gives it now, and it also shows us he gives it then. So it's thanking God for what will be given because he gives the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How often are you and I to win? Every time. How often should there be victory in our life? Every day, every hour, every year. Now, Notice God himself, when he gave Jesus, it looked like he was losing because he sent prophet after prophet. He sent man of God. He sent many. And Jesus had uh, noted it in his ministry. He, he would talk about it in parable. And he'd say that, you know, the vine dresser sent out his servants. And one after one, they beat one and they killed one. And finally, the vine dresser said, I'll send my son. And obviously, they will honor and reverence my son. And him they killed. Speaking of himself. Speaking of what he would do. And they did not respect God's son. And thank you, Father. So when you come to that point in time, it seemed like God would send and lose and send and lose and send. It doesn't look like he's winning. But when Jesus took upon himself the curse and all of sin of humanity and put it to death and went three days, it says he preached to those that were there in the deaths. He preached to the captives. He preached to these in that pit and three days later oh my rose from the dead and all who believe on him we enter into this truth in that we were on that cross with him because the old man the old people that we were were sinful and upon that cross when he died the death of crucifixion so did the old person that we were and when he went down to the depths of hell, so did our old person with him. And we when he rose from the dead and was seen by more than 500 people alive, tangibly, coming through walls, standing before their very face, you and I rose to newness of life with him. That is victory. Victory over death, victory over the grave, 
victory over Satan, the enemy, and every single one of his works. And it is thanks to God which actively gives us this victory all the time. If you want to find a winner, find one who's giving thanks to God all the time. You will find yourself a victorious one because it's thanks be to God which gives us victory. Now go with me to 2 Corinthians and we're going to go to 2 Corinthians. Thank you, Lord. Chapter 2, verse 14. And it says here in 2.14, it says, Now thanks be to God, which always, how often? Always, causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest, or you could say shows, the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph. Now, when we look at this, just like God, it seemed like he lost. He won big time. The scriptures talk about how Satan did not know what was being done, because if he had, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So there are people right now, if they were to look at their present circumstances, they would say, I'm not winning. I'm so far behind. It seems like we need to catch up. It seems like we're not, we're not where we need to be. And God is saying, <laughs> you're looking at this the wrong way. Look at where you're going. This is, yes, sir. Um, I'm going to go with you to another verse, and this is not in my notes. This is the Lord's helping. But in Hebrews... Go to Hebrews 12 and go to verse 2. Hallelujah. And it says in Hebrews 2, and we'll go a few verses, I believe. Let me see here. We'll go, actually, I think verse 2 will cover what we need. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> And it says, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of what? Of faith. He starts it in us and he finishes it in us. And it says, who for the joy that was set before him, the what? The joy that was set before him. Not right where he was, but before, where he was going. And he's looking at the joy of where he's going and it says and it'll make more light as we read this endured the cross so here he is in a time of enduring what this crucifixion he's got nails in his hands nails in his feet he's had to carry this cross it wasn't an easy feat. His back has been bloodied and beaten. His flesh has been tore from his back. He's bloodied. 
he's hurt he's feeling his flesh like few know and he's doing what he is looking to the joy that is set before him while he's enduring this cross while he is being nailed for what you and I the offenses that we had as humanity he's being nailed for it and while he is he's looking to what God is actively and presently for his future giving he's looking to the joy set before him he's looking beyond the cross beyond the circumstances beyond the nails beyond his torn flesh beyond this crucifixion to his heavenly future and for this joy set before him this joy gives strength faith makes you strong and enables you and I to give glory to God and we've already seen in Colossians that when you and I are rooted and built up in this faith and in the Lord Jesus we abound in thanksgiving we have the strength to look past the hard circumstance to see forward to God and the victory that is bound to take place because <laughs> the thanksgivers we always win we always triumph through Jesus and so here you see this in his life and it goes on and says despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The reason he could receive was because he was in faith. The reason why we could tell he was in faith was because he was looking for the joy. He was looking for the good thing God had done. He was not affixed and consumed with the present circumstance. He was thanking God for what was to come. Thank you, Lord. Now go with me, if you will, and let's look at Luke, the sixth chapter. Luke chapter six and verse 40. Thank you, Lord. You and I can be just like the master, just like Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the 40th verse here, it says, The disciple, <sighs> yes, sir. Let me just stand by for a moment. Hallelujah. <laughs> the disciple is not above his master. Oh, let me reroute. Go with me, my friends, to Matthew chapter 16. Hallelujah. Matthew 16. Endeavoring to get this right for you uh, at the Lord's leading. 15, 16, 15. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. And let's look at um, verses 15 through 19. 
and then I'll, I'll, I'll tell you from there. So Matthew sixteen fifteen to 19. Hallelujah. And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now this is high time for Peter. And he continued the Master Jesus, and he said, And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And so Peter, this has got him high as can be to hear this from Jesus. He had just gotten the revelation. Jesus had just asked them, who do you say that I am? Because people were saying that he was Elijah, or he was this one, he was that one. And um, he, was, he asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? And Peter gets revelation. He sees it. You are the Son of God. You are the Messiah. And uh, this is where he hears these words. Now, he's being told, Peter's being told, that he's gonna, the church is going to be built upon him. He's going to have this authority to bind and to loose. And man, this, that, will, that will do something for you and do something in you. Now let's go to verse 21, and we'll go verse 21 to 23. And here it says, From that time forth began Jesus to show to his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. What we had just talked about earlier, he's telling them this. He's telling them, this will become of me, that uh, I will need to suffer. The elders and the chief priests, I will suffer at their hands, and I will be killed, and I'll be raised again the third day. And um, now you and I can say, yeah, of course, right? Because it's beyond the time. But he was talking about the kingdom of God so much that they were assured that he was going to be king. And very soon. And so to them, they're thinking, no way could that be. If you die, there's no kingdom. You can't rule when you're dead, Jesus. There's no way. There, you can't understand a spiritual thing with a worldly mind. You and I can't understand God's ways by going by what we know in this earth. There's a higher way. So here in the 22nd verse, then Peter took him. Who is him? Jesus, the Son of God, the Word in the flesh. And Peter takes him and began to rebuke him, saying, be it far from you, Lord, 
This shall not be to you. Peter's helping out today at this point in time. What do you think about it? Well, let me give this to you in another uh, translation. The Young's literal translation gives this idea that he said, Peter said to him, Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself, Jesus. They, uh, other translations bring out the idea that this will never, ever happen to you. There's no way that this can happen to you. So let's see how Jesus responded to, to Peter's desire to help him and correct him. And in the 23rd verse, But he, this is Jesus, turned and said to Peter, Get you behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you do not savor the things that be of God, but those that be of men. He is attacking this thought very sternly, very directly, by God showing him the necessity of it. And here, Peter is telling him, look, this is not a good thing for you. This should never happen to you. You're good. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve to go that way. You don't deserve to be crucified. You don't deserve to have that hard thing. You don't deserve people to treat you like that. You don't deserve. You don't. And he said, Satan, get out of here. You get behind me. You get out of my way. You leave me. Do most people do that with this thought today? When the thought comes, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve them treating you like that. You don't deserve. You don't deserve that. Are we ready to go? Satan, get out of here. That's what he did. And we know how he operated. This thought that we deserve something it puts us in a place where it makes it impossible for us to be thankful impossible for us to give god thanks impossible for us to receive from god it puts it in a place where we are in works we are in the world's wisdom and we're seeking thank you lord for your helping Hallelujah. I can sense it. We need to. You and I do not want to get just what we deserve. Many have thought that you've worked so hard, you deserve a good retirement. You and I have gotten by God the Father and by the Lord Jesus Christ what we have not deserved. We did not deserve salvation. We did not deserve the healing that came with those stripes that Jesus took. We did not deserve the peace that came by the mockings and the things that Jesus suffered in that time, we did not deserve the prosperity by Him taking upon Himself the curse and giving to us the blessing that came through Abraham by a righteous, faithful way of life. We did not deserve God's gracious, good nature. And if we enter into that way, 
we make it impossible to continue to receive by grace through faith. And we enter, we enter into a place where we're no longer thankful and we miss out on the perfect will of God. Jesus attacked it. And we need to, if we're going to be like the Master, we're going to need to attack this thought. We may not need to do it outwardly towards people like He did. But we need to, inside ourselves, when it comes up, we need to attack it. We need to put it behind us. We need to resist this thought that we are owed something we don't have, that we're not getting it the way we deserve, because this world will feed it to us in a moment's notice, and Jesus, in a moment's notice, threw it under His feet and put it behind Him, because it was offensive. That word means it was a stumbling block. It was a trap and a snare for him to fall. And if he would fall because of it, so will you or I. We must not allow ourselves to be unthankful. And, and I'll leave it with this note. There's no place in between being thankful and unthankful. There's no in-between. We will make a choice today, one or the other. I choose to be thankful. And I believe I'm looking at others as well. We live a thanks-living lifestyle by the goodness, the graciousness of God our Father. That's all for this message, my friends. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon.